Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Ash Paulson, along with our very special guest, Daniel, otherwise known as Nighttide, graphic designer of Good Vibes Gaming, and someone a lot of our regular vo- viewers should recognize, and graphic designer for a recent piece of art for No More Heroes 3. Congratulations, good sir. Oh, man, thank you so much, Derek, and everyone for inviting me here today. It's it's really kind of surreal to be here right now, for real, because this isn't the first time you've heard it. This isn't going to be the last time you heard it, but I've been following you guys since you've been doing the um, Smash 4 uh, weekly discussions all the way back right. then. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been following you guys since then. And really, it's you guys who helped me to become more... Um, and well-versed within the, the, the games and the media. And that's something I've been really thankful for. And to enter this community has been such a, a great honor. Um, I remember way back then when you guys were starting the, the, the Real Talk podcast, uh, that was the same month that I started my first full-time job. And wow. going south on California wow. 880 and going back north California 880 in the evening is a nightmare. And you guys helped carry me through that time. So thank you for that as well. Uh, you guys <laughs> that, that podcast was definitely my baby i mean i think there was like three or four episodes where i recorded it all by myself because nobody yeah. else was available <laughs> I'm like well right no multiple questions yeah you really like, you really pushed you that one that was amazing <laughs> real talk was like as sure as death and taxes i remember i was on i was vacationing in the netherlands uh for a for a big rave with my wife and i still found a way to record real talk even from the netherlands while i was there because it was just something it was just it, it happened it was just there is no questioning whether whether or not real talk was going to happen it was going to happen and that's largely due to you derek i mean i i at the time i was very dedicated to that sort of thing i mean speaking of the smash days uh i remember um staying up till four five six yeah, in the morning so we would record God. the smash brothers discussions because we're like, all right, Sakurai, when are you going to post it? When are you going to post yep. it? We got to get it done so we can get it ready and scheduled. <laughs> and sometimes he just take forever, and I'd be dead on my dead on my feet. I <laughs> couldn't move. I was like, oh god, why, why, why is he doing this to me? Well, so. remember every single time too would fall for it because whenever it was late, sometimes the post would be really late, mm-hmm. as you said, and we would always think. Does this mean is it like a big character announcement? Is something big happening? Like, and then you know, occasionally that was the case, but most of the time it was just you know another item or another you know another nothing post that yeah. wasn't actually announcing anything, but it just happened to be super late for whatever reason. And there was yeah nothing nothing big to wait for. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, Steve, actually, you, uh, you're the one uh, kind of key to uh, Daniel here getting doing working with No More Heroes. So why don't you uh, tell everybody how that all happened and introduce that cool looking shirt you're wearing as well? Yeah. So there's a new uh, merch drop available now over at our Teespring store. It'll be on the YouTube side of things probably in the next day or two. But uh, I'll drop a link in the description to our Teespring store if you want to go straight there and buy this now. Uh, However, our incredibly talented design team, which of course uh, Daniel is part of, but also our good friend uh, Lon Lon, Dayumi, a few other folks uh, contribute to our art team. We have the best design team in the biz. But they made this shirt, and I thought this shirt was so damn incredible that I Mm. had to send it to our good friend Aaron Cooper, who then sent it to our... uh, business acquaintance apparently suit of 51 um 
Suda saw this shirt, Aaron saw this shirt, and they thought this was just so badass <laughs> that uh, <laughs> they they needed help with the No More Monday logo that Suda himself tweeted out this morning. Um, and, you know, they asked me if, if the GVG design team could handle it. And I was like, absolutely, we can. Like, well, <laughs> this is this is definitely within our wheelhouse. If uh, For those of you that don't know, Daniel uh, has just this innate talent for like font recreation and matching and when they were like oh well it needs to look like the no more heroes logo i was like yeah we got you like we know (laughs) um and so uh you know daniel kind of jumped in and and took took the reins of it and produced like three or four different logo treatments and they picked uh the one that you saw but it was all him like uh you know our design team is great but this was like a one-man project essentially and he he handled i was just the guy that was you know connecting the dots for folks <laughs> but <laughs> i thought i honestly when i saw that came from daniel i was like and saw that i was like oh that's awesome i, I it was like was yeah. it like competition or something like, how did we end up with daniel getting that uh it was like hey we won out that's awesome but still kind of won out so yeah, um, I mean, they they literally saw our design team's talents and were just like, "Yeah, we don't need to ask anybody else." <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm very grateful. Uh, you know, GVG looks. I I say this every time we talk about our design team, but GVG looks and feels the way it does because of the work Daniel and everyone else are, are uh, do for us behind the scenes. Uh, this Absolutely. shirt is proof of that. Mm-hmm. Every graphic you're seeing on TNT is proof of that. You know, Daniel designed our layouts multiple times over. Um, you know, the fact that we have, sorry, I just, <laughs> my peripheral vision alerted me to a threat. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it's definitely been, you know, incredible to see this. So I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, the work that you guys have been doing on GVG has, has lended itself to kind of branch outward from that because, you know, Hey, Hey, the man down here is for hire if you got projects. So trust me, he does excellent work. Mm-hmm. He's helped out Amy as well Hell, for a lot of her Twitch yeah. stuff. Rob Armin X, Azran127. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, list goes Bran- on. Uh, Brandon. Uh, uh, oh, real, real quick, uh, uh, Soulcaster says, we need a better look, Steve, at your shirt. So, Oh, yeah. Hold wanna on. Mo- Want to model that for us? That's Show that off? Nice. There we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sure, available soon. <laughs> Thank you, Get Steve. Sexy as always. Yeah, um, man. This, uh, the shirt makes this me feel good. sexier than usual. <laughs> Ah, there you go. Uh, and then this one's for you, Daniel. Uh, uh, Brandon Bovia in the uh, chat says, as a font guy, how did you pick a good font to match it? Like, what is your process, I guess? Um, so I knew looking at it, it was definitely a stencil font. So, so you look at No More Heroes, and that's definitely a sort of stencil font. So it was a matter of looking through what kind of fonts are available. Um, thankfully, like half of the word Monday is already in No More Heroes. So I was looking through it, and then I found um, a font that was very close to it. I, I, I'm trying to pull up just right now just to see what the what the name of that font was. Uh, let's see. But yeah, I, I pretty much took what that stencil font and just very carefully like made it thicker, and then kind of chipped away at it using a, a, an assortment of graffiti fonts to try or graffiti brushes to try and um, carve that away to make sure that it looked it was pretty much as well as the uh, original design looks. Um, God, was it's called Royal Rumble. So that's that font nice. is very that font is very close. I love the name. It's very close to the No More Heroes font, and I'm thankful that I found it because that helped way the process much faster. Or else I would have to trace the entire thing. But but yeah. Well, man, I think it's was... safe to say that even though there are no more heroes, that's not true because you are a damn hero <laughs> for this. Yeah, seriously, you did an amazing job. Again, no surprise given how much you've already done for us and for the channel and and how great you make us look. But 
seriously, man, like my proverbial hat is tipped to you because you did an amazing job. Seriously. I, my mind is blown that I'm within the, the casing of my own like uh, design that I did for you guys. But it's been such a <laughs> doing designs for you guys has been one of the most fulfilling things that I've done since becoming a graphic designer. Um, showing you guys the uh, way back in week one, the TNT font, you guys popped off on it. I was like, oh, man, you guys just you guys just want this to, to, to you know, you guys are starting <laughs> off. You guys just want this graphic. And he's like, no, we're going to pay you for it. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And, and and just leading up to even just now to see Suda51 post something that I made. It's a freaking blueberry cheesecake brownie to my face, man. I can't believe this. <laughs> this, is, this is insane. <laughs> I'm still reeling over it, but but yeah, thanks for that for the opportunities, and it's just so awesome to be here with you guys. It's it's really nice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dude, of course. By the way, Monkeyball sixty four <laughs> in our in our uh, patron chat says just bought two shirts for me and my wife. Hell yeah! Oh, nice. nice. About to look awesome. Thank you so much. Nice. And uh, Rob Rob Armenix, who's going by uh, Dayshore right now, never morning never morning sweet says no. bought a short shirt too. So there you go. Nice. Um. Well, real quick before we uh, move move on, we have another person to thank as uh, it is Monday, and that means this episode is brought to you by The Game Orb. Hell yeah. And The, and the Game Woo! Orb is a fledgling channel that is focused focus mostly on Nintendo, Nintendo content until recently. While they are still running Let's Plays of Nintendo games like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe going forward, they're also covering games on the Xbox Series X like Portal still alive as part of their fresh daily upload schedule. So be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb as they're currently at 343 subscribers. We are seven away from that big 350. And as always, they also want to promote their friend's YouTube channel, Galactic Reaper. And you'll be able to find links to those in the description as well as with uh, as uh, pinned in the chat right now. So yes, definitely right check now. them out. And uh, we're we're so close. We get that 350 and we're going to start pushing for that 400 and just... I want to get them to that one thousand, and that that way we can get them monetized. That'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, please show them the uh, the power of the GV gang. You know, if everyone in our audience went and subscribed, we'd get them to a thousand in no time. So please do go subscribe, check out their awesome content, and uh, as always, thank you so much, Game Orb, for your incredible support from the beginning. Really, you've been supporting us from the beginning. So yeah, thank you, really, so has. much. Yes. So thank you so much, and. Uh, uh, for let's uh, we have some super chats before we get things fully started. Um, w- first up from Juan, uh, saying uh, with a five Canadian dollar says, "Hey guys, I uh, applied to a game art and design school and will be starting next month, so I might be l- less frequent on the patron chat for a, for a few with hearts." Well, that's cool. That is yeah. awesome yeah. that you got that the game art and design school. Yeah. And, Seriously, uh, congratulations! Did you did you did you go to a design school, uh, Daniel, or is this all self taught? Which, in which case, holy hell. <laughs> I'm one of these people. I've done designs. I was introduced to it in my sophomore year of high school. We had a little like mini program at there where that was introducing people to like um, Adobe products. Uh, you got to introduce yourself to um, graphic design, animation, web design, video production. And I kind of just kept going with that through high school, through uh, college. Uh, San Jose State University had a good program for that. And I'm still doing it today. And I'm so glad to have... Um, those skills be validated on a show like this. <laughs> it, it's nice when the stuff you learn in school comes actually in handy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, next up is RC with a $5 one cent uh, super chat saying, Hey guys, have you seen any movies recently? I watched The Suicide Squad, Free Guy, and Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 the other week, and I enjoyed them all. I still need to watch Evangelion. It's, I need to rewatch the first three movies as well just to refresh myself because it's been years um, but i do right. i do want to watch that and i have seen the suicide squad that was that was a lot of fun too uh i it was great want to see free guy just i'm not gonna get to a theater anytime soon like i'd love to go see chang chi because i hear that's amazing as well that's really yeah. good as well but i haven't even seen black widow yet <laughs> like i've had so little time for movies i think the only oh, movies yeah. i've seen recently are f9 which was a lot of fun and uh raya and the last dragon which i just watched on disney plus uh, after it went off Premier Access, and and that was good. Uh, I enjoyed that, but F nine, of course, is a lot of fun. I I love those movies, but that's really the only movies I've seen lately. I haven't had any time for movies. I mm. watched Black Widow on Disney Plus. I really liked it. Uh, it was it was like a solid B tier Marvel movie, is what I would say. That's kind of what low, I figured. It seems like a low stakes one because it doesn't tie into the grand overview of everything happening as, as right. much as others. So it's just like, eh, it's a fun, here you go. You finally get your Black Widow movie. Yeah. After and, she's and dead. Yeah. If, if you go in not expecting, you know, a triple a, a AAA level Marvel movie, then it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Ryan, the last dragon on Disney plus as well, but I really want to see the green Knight. I've seen, I've been bombarded with trailers for that and I've heard it's so really amazing. Interesting so things. hopefully yeah. <laughs> eventually, but I'm also not going to a theater, so I don't know when I'll <laughs> yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What, uh, what, what about you, uh, Daniel? I'm definitely not going to be at a theater anytime soon. Um, thankfully, my dad actually has access to Disney Plus recently um, that I can borrow, so I'm going to be catching up on movies from there too, starting hopefully this week. So nice. I, I need to, I definitely need to catch up on like Marvel and and just whatever else is coming out that's going straight to to these streaming services. Yeah, yeah. I gotta wait till Black Widow. <laughs> I didn't pay their yeah. premium cost to watch Black Widow. It's like unless I have like four people, I don't think that's enough to like the, to warrant the thirty dollars. Because then with four people watching it that one time, it's like okay, it's cheaper than the theater at that point. So right, might yeah, as right. well. But when you can't I do still that, I want to watch What If. I haven't gotten to that yet because I'm uh, I finished Loki, but my wife hasn't finished Loki, so I'm rewatching uh, it with her slowly, oh, and then we're gonna watch What If. Yeah, I'm excited what, to watch. It's, to watch it's that. good. There's some fun twists for the first two episodes, but it's the pacing. I, I think the pacing was a little bit better with the second episode since it wasn't adapting a movie this time. It was gotcha. sort of doing its own thing. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm curious. I don't know what the next uh, What If episode story is going to be. I know there's nine episodes total, so got that nine okay gotcha anyway next up is uh screamo shaman uh, yeah screamo shaman with four dollar 99 cent uh super chat thank you so much says no more heroes no more more heroes really though i'm excited <laughs> for both no more heroes 3 and psychonauts 2 still got to get caught up with both uh yeah i, I man psychonauts 2 has been getting amazing reviews I really so. want to play that really oh, good man. <laughs> oh, i really want to play it i i, I want to check it out as well but our friends at Microsoft sent me the game, I want to say a week ago, um, and obviously I was working mostly on No More Heroes 3 content, and I have been working on No More Heroes 3 content. Our review is still coming, uh, so I haven't finished the game. I've barely started it, but god damn it, it's so good. They even sent me, like, 
if if y'all follow me on Twitter, they sent me this incredible like box today. Your goodie box, mm-hmm. yeah, full of Psychonauts two stuff. It, I got nice. like Raz goggles, which double as three D glasses, which is just <laughs> oh, dope. What? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah, like some Robotnik goggles. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I got them right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say we gotta see that because that's that's awesome. That's cool. I th- that that'll be one of oh, my, my first priorities like when I eventually scientist. get an Xbox that's series. Awesome. Everything That's is so like cool. virtual Steve. boy red in these things, but they're cool as hell. You, they you, are. you look like you're a mad. Honestly, you do look very robotnik ish oh, with yeah. that, with them on. Oh, I can see that. That, that is exactly that is a perfect <laughs> robotnik cosplay. I know. I, I, I thought love about it. that. That's I was so like, cool. man, if I Sky just Steve grew, like, I'm already the right shape for robotnik. <laughs> I just need to grow the yeah. stash like out this way, and I'm set. Right. <laughs> yeah. As, as Denim McGeans right. points out, you are the Eggman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Got the master plan. Yep. Exactly. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Screamo Shaman. Next up is Axcom with a two dollars super chat saying, "Night Tide, the real goddamn superhero." <laughs> True. <laughs> that is for damn sure, or is that goddamn sure? Hell yeah! Y'all are too nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, Skull Kid Tiger with a two dollar donation says, "Yo, nighty night, dig the do. Uh, how you doing? How you wear it at? How you wear it at? How you wear it at, <laughs> at the moment? Sorry, how no, are I, you at the moment? I think it is. How you doing? Right, my do. Oh, this. Go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair you is bomb, man." Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm. This is like just a ponytail going up because I can't handle. If I unleash the put the the braid behind, it just goes everywhere. So I need to tame it right now, or else it's gonna get all over the place in the show. But um, but yeah, <laughs> doing well. This is this is quite a day for me, uh, if, if, as you might imagine. There's a lot going on right now. But thanks for asking. Nice. And finally, Alan Wilkinson with a two pound donation saying, "So which of you is the next Monkey Ball character?" Uh, me. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna goggles. say Steve. Probably. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely I want Steve. all of us to be in it to be monkey ball characters <laughs> at this point. Everyone's getting in. It seems like I, I want to be a monkey ball character. Hell yeah. We got, like a, we got a genie monkey today, but that does provide a nice uh, segue as uh, Jeff Keeley has been tweeting a lot of teases for Gamescom opening night. So let's go ahead and put that up. So for our first story, G- Jeff Geely is, of course, uh, doing the hustle as he is wont to do. And uh, Gamescom is coming up this week with the Xbox show on uh, tomorrow and uh, the opening night uh, on Wednesday. And he's already promised reveals on TMNT Shredder's Revenge, a new character in Super Monkey Ball, Genshin Impact news, and even some new stuff for Death Stranding Director's Cut. I mean, so... It's not yeah. a bad lineup already, I gotta say. You had me at TMNT. Yeah. Right, up. exactly. Same. Actual yeah. news. Yeah. Wait, like that alone would be enough for opening night live for me. Like you, you tell me Shredder's Revenge is going to be there. So am I. But on top of that, we're getting all this other cool stuff. Man, I, oh, I can't wait. I'm so hyped. And I don't usually get that excited for Gamescom. But like knowing what we're going to see already, some of this stuff. Mm, I'm, I'm in, man. I'm ready. To be fair, uh, Gamescom, like, and and it's funny because you know we, we all know that we're not huge fans of like Jeff Keighley's presentation style, um, but I think it works well for Gamescom. Uh, you know, E three kind of already had its own vibe going on; it didn't really need Jeff's help. Uh, whereas Gamescom in years past would be really quiet and kind of a more subdued affair. 
comparatively. And I think Jeff Keighley's production values, if you will, like kind of bring a larger audience to it. And it helps out. And I, I find that ever since he started being involved with Gamescom, I've actually tuned in, which I couldn't say was true before. Yeah, I think that's... I, I think that's uh, a good point. He, he he adds a bit more to this. And I got to say, I've never really paid that much attention, like other than like news bits here. And there's like, oh, that's cool. But I've never actively watched anything. And I guess this will be the first opportunity. Now, the, the, the funny thing is with me is uh, every year, uh, my friends and I have been going to a uh, beach on a beach trip uh, for a week, basically ever since we graduated high school. Uh, oh, nice. It's just been an annual thing. Unfortunately, uh, with my mom getting married, we couldn't have we couldn't find a babysitter for uh, Kai. So we and they we couldn't bring him along for the entire week. But um, on Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to be going. So I won't be here Wednesday for TNT. Uh, however, I might show up for Gamescom. I bring my laptop along, have a crappy setup, and just be there so I can watch all these reveals with you guys because the internet will be there. And because uh, I'm interested, I want to see Shredder's Revenge. I want to see Hell this yeah. stuff. I'm seeing yeah, people. I, I saw Jed in the, uh, the the patron chat say there's going to be Nicktoon stuff. I think somebody mentioned that we might even get some more Lego Star Wars, like the complete <gasps> Skywalker stuff at uh, for Legos. Yeah, for that there too. So it's like that's a good lineup. <laughs> well, we Hold actually on. just found out that on Thursday at the Future Games Show stream for Gamescom, they're going to reveal the next two Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl characters. Oh, is so that that's coming too. That, but that's not on the opening night live stream. That's the next okay. day. So okay. yeah. All right, guys. I see. I have to. I have to take a break from the action to point out that Shadow Luigi Ten in the YouTube chat has let us know that the Game Orb just reached three hundred fifty subscribers. Oh, nice. Woo! Let's go. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. Four hundred. Cool. Let's I can go. Switch to next up, four hundred. Copy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for showing the Game Orb your support. And please, yeah, let's just keep on keep on checking out its content. Keep on subscribing. Let's get into four hundred. 500, 1,000, and eventually the world. <laughs> he overtakes us. World premiere. Yeah. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I feel I like the, um, the the format for GamesCon fits Jeff Keighley a bit better than, than what we see at like, the Game Awards, which is just it's just a long, drawn-out sort of thing. and it, you, We barely get to the, the good bits here and there. And it's, just, it's just full of world premieres all night long and and yeah just to see this here i I definitely paid more attention to gamescon since then i am absurdly uh, excited for shredder's revenge we're gonna probably talk about this later but i I, one of my first games was turtles in time on the snes nice and nice just to see this happen it's just like oh my god i I totally want to just jump in with as many people as i can playing this game but uh but yeah all that um Man, nicktoon reveals those are going to be as exciting as like smash those are the next smash reveals guys i'm excited there's voice acting in the game it sounds like there might not be and that kind of is a real bummer i'll still play it i still i'm still looking forward to it but man these characters are defined by their voices and so to not have that no i hope i hope i hope there is voice acting at least give us clips in the shows that fit (laughs) at least use the yeah at least reuse the clips to have that feel the one thing i wonder is um like like are is everyone on the box like because we were speculating last time we talked about nicktoons uh if if all those characters was it, or if we're gonna see more, uh, I hope that whoever we see isn't a character whose silhouette is already on the box. I it might be, but I also I, like I think um, the goth character from Loud House. I don't think she's on the box art, so I don't think it's. I think it's just mainly the major I think you're ones. Right. So there yeah. are some ones that aren't not on the box art that have been revealed. So 
that's a good sign. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Um, I do want to see Rocco. Come on, that Rocco. You, that one of the things they confirmed that will be at Gamescom opening night is Call of Duty Vanguard. And if you would like to watch Gamescom opening night and not see Call of Duty Vanguard, GVG <laughs> will replace any Activision Blizzard titles with cats. Just saying. <laughs> nice. Come, better. Come hang it. out with us. Maybe not watch games made by sexual predators. I don't know. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds objectively better to me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's uh, That works out. Uh, I know, um, Daniel, that you... We actually have somebody that plays Genshin Impact. <laughs> Do you think they'll have anything cool there, like to expect? Or yeah, I feel like one of the few people on this server who actually plays and keeps up with Genshin Impact. Um, so here's the thing: last week there was a presentation by Mahoyo uh, for 2.1 update. There had, they had about six voice actors that were there, just kind of on script relaying all the information that was going to come to this update on September 1st around that date. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just going to relay and reiterate this information because I, I feel like the, the audience for Gamescon and the audience for Genshin Impact don't exactly cross that much. It's just me saying because it's it's a totally different genre of like games that we're going to see there. But um, yeah, I feel like we're just going to see like the, the, the new areas that are going to be revealed. There's new characters. Um, at most, I feel like we'll see more of Aloy because they did reveal Aloy uh, and like, right. some of her character model and, and how she plays mm-hmm. um, at there because Horizon. I feel like that's going to resonate more with people at Gamescom than anything. But right. other than anime that, Loy? anime Loy, yeah, <laughs> I, I love, love anime Loy. She looks so cool. <laughs> she looks good in, in the, uh, the the style of Genshin Impact. I, I think it fits her pretty yeah. well. But um, but yeah, to see that, I think we'll we'll be seeing pretty much the same stuff that we've already seen it that they've revealed before. Just just maybe a new thing here. I don't know what else they could possibly reveal. But um, but yeah, has the, the Switch version come out yet for that game? It has not. They've been no, totally. They, they've gone cold on that for so long. Oh, so wow. if, if that gets revealed at Gamescom, that'd be like the biggest thing they could probably announce at that time, for sure. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, is are there only arrow weapon types like types like what other kind of weapons there are? Because I'm just like thinking about that. It's like what other <laughs> characters could we get in there in the same vein as Aloy? You've got characters that use swords, um, broadswords like large big oh, swords, uh, pulling arms. <laughs> yeah, all, all these fire emblem characters, and then. Um, <laughs> Uh, magic users so they, they use like different kind of like tomes and such and oh, then um man. yeah you've got you've got all these different weapon types and possibilities i feel like they could do crossovers with more characters going forward who they could be i have no idea but it would but be definitely really cool to get a switch port and get some fire emblem characters in there there are tons that of would be pretty cool. fire emblem <laughs> oh yeah, yeah so many to <laughs> choose from sure. yeah <laughs> that's that's fire emblem heroes bread and butter yeah Right, it, it dovetails <laughs> nicely. Let's just say that <laughs> it should be fun, though. I'm I'm looking forward to Gamescom. Um, you know, just I mean, just in general, I love doing our reaction streams with mm-hmm. with you all. I know Derek, you might not make it. Hopefully, you do. It'd be fun to do it all together. But of course, seeing your friend is very important as well, especially if you only get to do it once a year. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, give me TMNT. Give me. There's also going to be a new Monkey Ball uh, character announced, mm-hmm. and I feel like if it's going to be one that's announced at Gamescom. That it's maybe going to be like another holy crap character. And what do you want to bet? Who knows? Joker. If I can. <laughs> Joker makes sense. Oh, no, right? From, yeah, Smash. Yeah. Joker from Smash. Joker from Smash. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you guys actually see that, that, uh, that fake graphic I did for Joker being revealed for Monkey Ball? 
and oh, then, no, and then like was... like a few a few hours later, the official Monkey Ball Twitter followed me after I did that. So maybe that's a awesome. sign of anything. Oh man, it's totally not outside the realm of possibility. But I, I I threw that together, and people were like, "Oh my god, he's coming to Monkey Ball!" And then they're immediate immediate disappointment right after. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, just, I just looked it up. That is a really good. Did you pull the graphic from? Um, it looks like you kind of cleaned up the uh, the Persona Q version of yeah it. so the that that image comes from the uh the dlc for persona 5 royal where you could play as the characters with the uh, q2 models i just cleaned that up and put that oh, on there to I see think i realized that was dlc nice yeah yeah it's really interesting because you could like see kasumi who's not in q2 as a q2 model that was a really cool dlc but yeah i used that for the um for for the base of that and and ended up fooling some people and i don't know why monkey that's ball awesome. followed me that that's all they did they just they didn't like it or we they just followed me so i wonder if that means anything Hmm. I wonder. Yeah. I do love it, though. I do love it. Uh, but I don't want to let you down too much. We all obviously know it's going to be Mega Man. So as cool as this would be, <laughs> we obviously know. I know, think it's been mostly Sega characters, so I don't think that's going to happen. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this is. Um, I've seen a lot of people hoping for uh, Billy Hatcher and have him actually run on top of the egg, which would be oh, kind of really cool. On the ball. Or on the that ball. That's right. Excuse me. <laughs> so I don't know. Looking I guess forward to we'll, that a lot. Find out. Do we plan on doing the uh, ninety-minute Microsoft one tomorrow? Uh, Is that tomorrow? I didn't. I plan think they. On that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's typically it, it starts at the typical time I stream. So I'm like, uh, well, I, got, I guess we should figure that out because uh, that's I didn't put it in here, but. Microsoft is doing its own stream at uh, one one uh, p.m. Eastern tomorrow uh, for ninety minutes. But I think this might be a good opportunity to sit theirs out and see if they learned how to pace these a little bit. Better. That's my thought when it's 90 minutes. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it might be worth doing, but at the same time, after the last Microsoft stream we did that, which was just so, as you said, Steve, horrifically paced, maybe not. I mean, I think the big ones are going to be the Wednesday and Thursday streams, right? Those are the, if we have to choose the, the Wednesday, the, the the opening night live, and then the Thursday feature game show one, really mainly because of that specific announcement I mentioned earlier, would mm. be the ones to do, I would think. Agreed. Thanks. Watch as they announce Banjo. I, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Banjo is now an indie. Please. Mostly because yeah. we stripped its budget. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Well, I guess we'll be there for Wednesday. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. All that. But before we move on to our second story, we got a, f- a few more super chats. First up from a guy named Crystal with a five dollar with five dollars saying, "I don't know what it says about me, but news about Lego Star Wars is one of my most anticipated Gamescom announcements." LOL. Um, now that makes sense. Lego yeah. Lego Star Wars yeah, looked really Wars good. Cool. Uh, having yeah. the complete trilogy there and a different perspective, like it looked actively different from the others. I know Amy was excited, so uh, yeah, great game. yeah, nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, and then a two Canadian dollar donation from Matt Kren says, I think we'll get Genshin impact on switch news. Well, yeah, hey, we kind of already talked about that. Yeah, maybe that's, that's the thing. Like that the, would be um, the big news. I, I'm worried how it's going to perform if it does come there because PS4 can really like get the frame rate chugging going along. And then PS5 runs a lot more smoother, obviously, but I can't imagine how well the switch will do it. They really need to optimize it for console because it's, it's kind of, it kind of has its problems with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, and the next up is Chris Best uh, with uh, two Canadian dollars saying yogurt monkey funny. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Not. Yes, to all the above. Yes. All yeah. right. Well, we uh, just had that mention of the uh, PlayStation Five there for Genshin Impact, but you know, 
you might be able to get a new model of that uh, if you decide to pick up a, a PS5 for Genshin Impact. So let's go ahead and bring that story up. So, Sony has started shipping a new PlayStation 5 model that doesn't need a screwdriver for the stand and is reportedly lighter. So, cool. Like, okay. I, I'm guessing the screwdriver part for the stand is if you stand it vertically. I, I have mine horizontal, but uh, Steve, I see yours is vertical. Is there a screwdriver involved there? Uh, only technically. I used a quarter. Like, I just turned the screw <laughs> like a quarter. And right. Yeah, I didn't it, use a screwdriver on mine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh so Spawnwave uh had had a video on this on his episode this morning and I watched it cuz he had, he had an actual picture of the rev- the revised screw. Um and, and yeah, it just replaces the one that uses either a a screw or a or a uh, coin with with like a thumb screw that you can turn with your fingers. It's literally just like a plastic coating on the top of the existing screw. Um but nobody knows what makes it lighter per se, but uh, it, it, this is like one of those things. I'm sure that Sony is going about already trying to find ways to save money on the cost of materials for the PS5. And I think, didn't we go back like, I want to say three, four months ago on TNT and talk about how Sony had said in Japan that they were looking at different ways they could revise the design of the PlayStation 5 to get around supply constraints and stuff like that. Um, they might have. Yeah. And so I'm guessing this is the first like, fruits of that effort right like oh hey we'll include a different screw and maybe strip out a component or two that the playstation 5 can still work fine without or smaller versions of those same ones i mean every console manufacturer does this and fans eventually find out like if you go back to the xbox 360 there's like people out there that catalog every different dvd drive that microsoft used because some were easier to pirate right. games on and <laughs> some were harder and you know different firmwares used for different chipsets that you know they never went out and announced they were doing these things they just did them and you know nintendo does that too like uh if you people talk about the switch uh panel lottery like some switch consoles have better looking screens than others because nintendo sources all this stuff from different places just so they can make enough consoles to keep up with demand and i'm sure sony's doing the same thing here just you know oh hey we got these parts in so here's a variant of the ps5 that uses different parts (laughs) right Uh, apparently this new updated ps5 uh it's reported to be around uh 300 grams or 0.6 pounds lighter than the original so Wow. That's actually more significant than I was expecting, honestly. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, who picks up their PS5? <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. like, oh, let me <laughs> weigh this yeah. chunky boy, you know. And You don't I take mean, it over to friends' houses? Oh, I don't God. know. <laughs> no. I <laughs> just know. It just seems like if, if it had a GameCube-style handle, then maybe we could talk. But there we go. No, without that. <laughs> I, need a, I, need, I need a pulley to bring that to... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, got right. some worse, I got some worse for this one because... Uh, I don't have my PS5 right now. Uh, it bricked. Oh, <laughs> what? no. What? So I, I got my PS5 in March. And then I, I played probably a total of four or five games on the on the system. And then all of a sudden, I'm playing a game. And it just green screens entirely with a very irritating, like, buzzing noise. And then it turns itself off. And so oh, I, go no, through, no. I, oh, I go through all the troubleshooting possible to try and figure out how to fix this from, from my end. Like, go through all the, uh, the, the, the safe mode options. And it just kept doing it to the point where... When I press the button, either the blue light will turn on and try to turn on, and it'll just turn itself off again, or it will do nothing. It's a beep. 
And so, That's like, nice. like I, I feel like I, 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 Sony needs to fix the insides before they fix the hard the the, the, <laughs> of the console itself. Because, hey, Sony, it'd, it'd be nice if when you send it back to me, it's this other model as well. And and that, that would be nice. Yeah, right. You know, but but man, it, yeah. I have to okay. say, I've had like the weirdest problem, and I don't know what this is. So this started with Ratchet and Clank uh, during the review period. And it only happens with games I'm reviewing, which doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> when I have been playing unreleased games on my PlayStation 5, like if I'm playing them for like more than, let's just say, an hour and a half in one sitting, PlayStation just turns off. Like no what? warning, not the usual turn off, oh. just black screen, power's gone. I can't turn the damn thing back on. I have to unplug it, leave it unplugged That's for like weird. a minute, plug it back in and turn it physically back on. And I have no clue what is causing that because it happened. I've only reviewed or or played unreleased like first party PlayStation games twice this year. And that was Ratchet and Clank and Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which we've, you know, the video's out for that. Uh, But both times, multiple times, my PlayStation 5 would just turn off. Hmm. Which is a real pain in the ass. Thankfully, I've not had that issue. (laughs) Yeah. Normally, I'm the one with all the tech problems, and my PS5's mostly been fine, other than uh, a mishap I had with FF7 Remake Intergrade, where the intermission DLC did not install properly, and I had to, like, factory reset my PS5. But other than that, it's been fine. Yeah, my my PS5's been fine. Instead, all that bad luck went to my computer. Yeah, (laughs) right. I know. Boy, I I know. Steve, Steve, uh, you had a heck of a time going through. All right, let's try this. Okay, that's blocked by it. It was the weirdest thing. Like, you had all the solutions, but it specifically blocked all those solutions. Yeah, I I tried probably like 10 different approaches that, and finally I was like, yeah, we're just deleting (laughs) everything. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Now, welcome to the hell of working with Premiere Pro. We'll, we'll we'll help you through this. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, all right, I'll switch over from Vegas to Premiere and see how this works. It helps oh, to have the backup of Brandon helping out now. <laughs> yeah, like, I just saw this I, in our I YouTube chat. Brandon, you do it. <laughs> I just saw this in our YouTube chat, and I wanted to be real because I, I would want to see Steve's reaction live. But Bolt Mouse X said a little while ago, Alice for Super Monkey Ball, as oh, in my Fantasy God, Stars I would, Alice. I would, and uh, I would want to see. Yeah, I would want to see that so much. I want to see that so much for for your sake, man. That would be so cool. They don't reference her too much, do they? I don't think so. I mean, mean, Steve would know more than I would, but I don't. It doesn't seem so. I don't really ever see her. If we can get get Jet Set and Yakuza in this game, I feel like there's a a large breadth of possibility for certain characters in Sega to get in this game. I mean, there's right. a lot. Like, we got Rystar, we got the Golden Axe characters, we got. Uh, yeah. Do we have Alex Kid already? I don't even know. I don't. We might. I don't think so. We got Knights. I'm pulling for uh, Blaze or Cherry from Streets of Rage. I think that Ooh, would be that pretty would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. Well, Sony has a screw loose. Not really, but they did. <laughs> that's how it goes uh before we move on though we do have a new super chat from master of hamsters with five dollar donation thank you so much says came in late because i came back from a birthday part a birthday dinner with my mom yesterday was my birthday and today is hers nice to see the gang pack too well that's cool that's so happy cool birthday so close together well, and happy yeah. birthday to you and her happy yeah happy birthday to you both that's awesome yeah hopefully you had uh something yummy some cake ice cream you know, yeah. eat poorly. It's a, it's your birthday. It's how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> eat poorly. It's your birthday. Eat your responsibility. Yeah. Exactly. You're allowed to. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring up um, 
the, the next story, which uh, is technically nine years in the making. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, former 38 Studios, the guys behind uh, K- Kingdom, Kingdom of Amalur Awakening, are, the staff are finally receiving their final paycheck nine years after the studio collapsed. What? <laughs> I, yeah. Ow. I'm sad. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. I'm sad to say I can kind of relate to this. Oh. I, I've worked so many jobs where I've never been paid on time. Um, not not nine years late. I can't relate to that. But I've certainly worked several work-from-home jobs that I just didn't get paid on time. There's, so I know what this There's is. an important caveat here. Rob Arman X in our, our chat is saying that it's also only a fraction of what they were owed. Oh, what? That's oh, even no. worse. Yeah, I think it was only like 14% for some yes. and 20% for others. I, I'm seeing this. Anyone who wow. worked in the Rhode Island studio will receive 14% of what they were owed when the studio shut down in 2012, while those who worked in the Maryland office will receive 20%. How is this a thing when the game got re-released? Like, it's Kingdom of, I, Kingdom yeah. of Amalur Reawakening, which the game apparently was is pretty... I played a little bit. It's a fine game. But what the hell? <laughs> Well, I guess I guess at the at the game's release, the disappointing sales, uh, you know, caused the studio to shut down back in 2012, uh, reporting debts of of 150.7 million to over a thousand creditors. Yikes! Um, yep. And, and and there were reports of missed paychecks even at the time, according to this Games Industry article. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this isn't too surprising. But damn, this sucks. Yeah. And as so- you said, it was just re-released. Yeah, yeah, because it was uh, bought by THQ Nordic, who uh, right. took care of it. All right, so. if you can afford to pick up the rights and and do all this with the game these folks made, you can also afford to pay them out their last check. I I, I know that it's legally not on THQ to do it, but it would have been like a cool, nice thing to do. I mean, yeah. I, I also feel like it's almost more insulting nine years later to get a percentage a percentage of what you're owed than to just not get yeah. it. Like, yeah. I feel like nine years, I've moved through whatever financial crisis this created for me, and this just stirs up all those feelings again. Like, I want to... <laughs> like, I wish you still had a building you didn't have to sell so I could burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine nobody would have picked up the Kingdoms of Amalur um, uh, IP if they came with that $150 million debt. True. So... Right, but that yeah, sucks, though, God. but it can't be 150 million in payroll, right? <clears throat> I guess Unless Bobby yeah, Kotick's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I that's just—I mean, idea. so there's really no one. I mean, so they're getting 20 percent, 14 to 20 percent of their paychecks, and that's just it. They just have to, I guess, so that that all the time and and blood and sweat and tears they spent working on this game, they're just not going to get paid back in full for it. That's just such. Huh. Uh, I know it happens, but I just—it's so frustrating. And I, I had no I idea that Grant really... Kirkhope did the soundtrack for this game. I didn't either. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Uh, this whole situation just seems so like poorly mishandled. Like uh, a lot of these checks are going to old addresses that they don't even live at anymore, so they're just kind of lost in the void. It's just like, what the hell are you guys doing? And then uh, it's showing here at one point the studio was more focused on like paying a loan related to moving from one place to another rather than paying the staff that was there. This is just disaster all on all fronts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they almost bankrupted Rhode Island doing this game because they (laughs) had taxpayer money helping helping to fund it. So, (laughs) by the way, the uh, person in our YouTube chat who let us know that it had a Grant Kirkup OST, Goldmember PB. I don't recognize your name uh, in in the chat. So, 
Nice. If you're Welcome. new, nice to have you here with us, and we hope mm-hmm. to see you for many yeah. more shows. Thank you. Did anybody actually play Kingdoms of Kingdom of, Kingdoms of Amalur? No, no, I've not. Not really my my vibe. Like I said, a friend p- picked it up. I played a little bit of it. It's nothing special, but it's fun and for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just a nice little game. So it's it's that's the, that's the crazy thing. It's not a trash fire. It's just poorly managed business yeah. when right, it comes to right. this game. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that that's a weird little bit of news. <laughs> it's just not yeah. even that great. So, oof. But uh, well, let's go ahead and move on. As uh, but before before that, though, we do have another super chat from Zaire Miller with a four dollar ninety nine cent donation. Thank you so much. Says, has anyone played Twelve Minutes? Personally, I like the game, but I can also understand why some may not like the unsettling story. So I honestly have no plans to play 12 minutes. And so Same. out of seeing everybody talk about the story, I'm like, all right, I got to see what this is. <laughs> I got, and I looked it, it up looks and it's interesting. Oof, it's, it's yeah. I, I yeah, see some, people some really like it. it. I guess gameplay mm-hmm. standpoint, I see other people that hate it and mm-hmm. it is wide ranging opinions. Um, but uh, I've, I read the one twist. It's a twist. I've heard about it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard yeah. about it. That's definitely a twist. I think I'm good on that. You know, personally, I have, I have other stuff I'd rather play that that uh, you know is has other themes that I'd rather you know I spend time with. I have not. I, I honestly am a little bit in the dark on Twelve Minutes. I remember seeing the trailers and I was like, oh, that seems interesting, like a mystery to unravel or something. Um, but I've lately heard a few of my friends in the gaming community talking about it in not very good ways. <laughs> like mm-hmm. basically, basically saying that, that it's, it's not a really great game. Uh, and, and from what I understand, if you're, if it has some pretty traumatic themes or something, I, I honestly have no clue what yeah. I'm talking about other than to just third hand information at this point. So um, I remember seeing it at E3 and thinking it was, could be interesting. It's on Game Pass. I don't know that I'll try it or not. I might just to see what people are saying about it, but probably not. Probably don't expect a video on it or anything here. I'm, I'm mm. definitely, yeah. my level of interest is not that high. <laughs> well, well, without spoiling it for anybody who does intend to play it, I'll just say this is the kind of game you you, you might want to look up the trigger warnings for. Uh, because yeah, there's some, there's some intense content in this game from what I've looked up. So, uh, no spoilers here, of course, but, but certainly be on the lookout for that if you intend to play it. Yeah. 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 I saw, I saw the, uh, social media talking about like those twists. I'm just pretty much me looking over, seeing what they're talking about. And then slowly comes back and keeps playing Neo, the world's end with you. It's like, you guys can, <laughs> you guys can, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot going on with that game and I'm not, I'm probably not going to get into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I live in a world where No More Heroes three and Psychonauts two come out in the same month. Twelve, <laughs> 12 minutes doesn't have a whole lot of a chance with me right now. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm working yeah. my way through. I I just finished um, Greatest Attorney one. Um, so. Yeah, I still need to start oh, nice. that. So. Nice. Oh, I, Derek, I just got to the third case. My wife and I we finished the second case. We're now in the third case, and man, I love this game. It is good. I am so good. I'm looking forward to playing more of the sequel. Um, I, I will say I'm going to be just to have to throw that out there. I'm going to be doing a discussion on the first game with uh, uh, Ted X and shadow and ant dude. Um, and hopefully it'll be go nice. up this weekend. So I'm excited um, to listen nice. to that. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, it's yeah. like, it's been long enough. We're just going to, it's going to be spoiler filled. <laughs> you know, if you listen to the old Ace Attorney discussions I did uh, over on Game Explain with the Ted and some mm-hmm. Call Me Johnny, very much in that line, just going over on it that all. Note, so. On that note, actually, Derek, this is perfect timing. Boltmouse X asks, anyone beaten Blaster Master Zero Three? Yes. And I've recorded a discussion with our former TNT guests, 112 and Shadow Rock X, that should be up. It's going to be up this week. It was originally going to come uh, be up today, but I didn't want to run into Steve's No More Heroes 3 coverage. You know, I wanted to be, both to be able to breathe. And of course, No More Heroes is bigger than Blaster Master Zero. So it's recorded. It just needs to be put together. But yes, I have beaten it and we did discuss it. So look forward to that. Nice. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next story. And uh, I, I got nothing for this one. It's just, I hate it. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> I love it, but I also I hate it. it. But yeah. So uh, tri- Twitch streamers are organizing a boycott of the platform on September 1st in order to pro- protest the prevalence of recent hate raids, which I don't know the full uh, how it basically goes with hate raids, but basically um, uh, pe- pe- persons of color and uh, other you know minorities out there are uh, getting hate raided by people, basically having bots like mass follow and just sort of disrupt things. And it is uh, just sort of a nightmare situation that if you know what you're doing, you can kind of um, handle it well enough but for those of the those that are fresh on it um or new to twitch uh they are basically kind of stuck with no idea what to actually do with it um it's it's not gr- a great situation and unfortunately twitch has done very little to do about do anything about it so uh pro- this protest is being organized by streamers wreck it raven lucia Everblack, and shiny pen under the hashtag a day off twitch so None of them are going to be streaming on September 1st or encouraging other people not to go live in order to really pressure Twitch in order to do something about this. Because basically what they've said is like, we've been, um, you know, we're working around at least we should, uh, they, they say tweeted on August 20th, no one should have to experience malicious and hateful attacks based on who they are or what they stand for. This is not the community uh, we want on Twitch. And we want you to know we are working hard to make, make Twitch a safer place for creators. Um, and basically it's like they say they're working on that, but there's been no real evidence yet. So I mean, that really push it is very on brand for Twitch. I feel like mm-hmm. Twitch as a company yeah. does the bare minimum to support the creators yeah. on their platform. And oh, yeah. it's really unfortunate yeah. to me because I've, you know, throughout the years that I've been in games media, I've talked to various individuals at varying levels within Twitch's, you know, corporate hierarchy. And individually, they all seem to care a whole lot about the people that create content on Twitch. Um, I don't even pretend to begin to understand Twitch culture <laughs> or, or the platform itself. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place for people that can make it work, like our good uh, friend and GVG co-founder Derek here. But I, I got to admit, when I, all I hear about outside of the realm of, like, you know, publicly is just how awful Twitch can be for women and people of color, for marginalized creators. Like, they, they drag their feet and they do so little. They're like, hey, we introduced tags because someone 
gotten a hot tub and streamed. But also, also we're mm-hmm. supporting people of color now. We we lumped that in with people in hot tubs. <laughs> it's like I I think about it. And I'm like, how hard is it? Like you're a huge company. These should have been things you're doing from the onset, you know. And and I hate to say it, but here on YouTube, it's not like it's a ton better. Um, you know, Ash, you and I had that experience with a despicable piece of human filth during the GVG after dark stream who was able to create usernames that contained awful, awful things in them. And I'm like, how does YouTube even allow a channel with a name like that to exist? Like that's, that is the most basic programming one-on-one thing that you could handle. Uh, So to, to give a context about how bad these hate raids could be uh, they're they're explained by PC gamer. Cause I looked up to get a, full idea of it. Um, they're organized attacks on marginalized Twitch streamers in which bot accounts flood their chat with repeated slurs, sometimes incorporating Nazi imagery or real life, real life details about their target. And apparently it's been escalating in frequency and severity uh, that it's like, it really is becoming a major problem and Twitch has just not really done much about it. So. Yeah. And that sounds kind of just, par for the course for twitch i i I, I, like you said steve i'm not super into twitch culture but i've certainly watched from a distance and it doesn't seem as though twitch really ever takes decisive action against shit like this and you know we we've seen we've seen and heard about so many problems that that uh you know female twitch streamers have experienced and it doesn't seem as though things have really gotten all that better on that front either so i hope that this day off Twitch, that this boycott matters. I hope it does make a difference and it, it does make Twitch respond and do something, you know, hit them where it hurts, which is their pocketbook. I just hope it's enough. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, we have so many Twitch streamers within our own community that, that they do do, they do good content. I've worked with them before. And obviously like we have Derek and Amy who also do um, Twitch streaming as well. And just to imagine that happening to any of you guys, it's just it's infuriating. Like how how does I can't imagine how this is still allowed to be a thing on a platform that's as prominent as Twitch right now. So I really hope that I'm happy that everyone's coming in solidarity for this event, and hopefully that um, this boycott does something and, and matters for sure. So at yeah. least gets enough uh, press that it's like Twitch is like, oh god, we got it. We're looking really bad. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah, the gamers are loud lately. They, you gotta be careful right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The one thing, the one thing that I'll say that I find, uh, for interesting about this is I just got a DM today about a new platform, a new streaming platform called Altair, and their entire thing apparently is about allowing content creators to, uh, create content without damaging their mental health and well-being which sounds really cool um it it like it's almost like somebody knew we were going to be talking about this today because somebody (laughs) just dm'd it to me and they're like hey you know uh gv this sounds like it you know is is right in line with what gvg believes we're not going to stream on altair i'm just going to tell you that right now just because uh it's not even a streaming platform yet and i'm after that whole brime thing a couple years ago i'm terrified of anybody saying they're making a twitch replacement i'll believe it when they see it but (laughs) yeah um yeah i hope that twitch actually it it shouldn't take a protest to make meaningful change at twitch it just shouldn't they've got yeah millions or probably billions of dollars and teams of people who's who i believe their jobs on paper are to deal with things like this so Maybe that team should do some work and and not mm. 
have to have yeah. creators do a basic virtual sit out to to make yeah. them realize like oh hey we're not going to make money if we keep letting people post nazi shit on people's channels i mean it's despicable so i i hope that this leads to some meaningful change but really I, all i want to see is just a change in the culture at twitch to where they're proactive instead of reactive because it feels like they Be have nice. enough money to do that oh they it have amazon does. money <laughs> yeah so, and i think yeah. the un the unfortunate part is that we're seeing and in, in, in what we've seen so far just tells us it's yet again they don't care because they don't have to care they're not going to care until they're forced to care and they should just care because they shouldn't want that shit on their platform because hate has no place anywhere, period. But they just don't care unless they're pushed into caring. And hopefully that's what this boycott achieves, though, though I do wonder if one day is enough. You know, it might take more than one day. I, yeah, I would one day doesn't sound that like it would take more enough. than one day. Maybe one week, uh, you know. Who, but I also know that a lot of the people who are organizing this boycott rely on Twitch revenue for their, for their income. And so mm. it's very difficult. And I... Just, but man, fuck these hate, these, uh, these hate raids. Like who just, who even does, what did you do today? Well, many... Oh, I organized a hate raid on Twitch. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Like I trolled somebody. I feel very fulfilled with my life. Yeah. Like Jesus, man. Get but it yeah, together. Twitch. It, it, Get it as, together. As Eduardo Tenno pointed out to your earlier point, Steve, about the, um, Twitch alternatives. It's tough because as, uh, Tenant pointed out, Eduardo pointed out, Mixer paid millions for Ninja to stream there, and it still failed. Yep. So I, I totally agree with that. It's unfortunate, but you know, these days uh, with the streaming economy kind of already existing, it is really hard to spin up an alternative because you're you're facing off, as Azran mentioned in our patron chat, against Google and Amazon. <laughs> like you're right. you're going to have a hard time. Yeah, it's yeah hard to have competition. So <sighs> it sucks, but um, hopefully it goes well. Hopefully Twitch sees does something, but we'll see. In the meantime, though, we have uh, some super chats. Uh, first up, Sunset Aura with a $10 super, uh, donation. Thank you so much. Says, I recently started college and found out I was given more money than I have to pay, to pay for. As such, I wanted to share some of my fortune. Thank you all for the work you guys do. It helps a lot with school. That's awesome. Thank you so That's much. That's awesome. Thank you wow. so much. Very, Thank very you. kind of you. And good luck in college. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good have a great time. It's it's one of the best times of your life, even if you don't Make know it. First yeah. taste of freedom. Enjoy Make it. Plenty of friends and connections yeah. at college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I'm the weirdo who hardly talks to anybody from college, I mostly talk to my high school friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, well. Common Bird with a $2 donation. Uh, thank you so much. Saying hate has no place anywhere. Hope this ends. All of us are absolutely in, in, in agreement. Thank yes. you so much, Common absolutely. Bird. Absolutely. Well said. Yep. And thank you, Common Bird. Yep. All right. Well, let's get to our final story. Something to end off that's both happy and also uh, immensely um, makes us feel old. <laughs> that's for sure. It is, today is the 30th anniversary of the Super Nintendo's release. 30 years since this thing came out and uh, kind of took over. And I didn't grow up with one. <laughs> yeah. I I was a I was a Genesis kid, but trust me, I looked at that system with with longing. I wanted it so bad uh, to have along with my Genesis and parents always said nope. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I'd go into the Toys R Us and there'd be Donkey Kong Country and Yoshi's Island and all these other games. I was like, that looks so cool. And the, my only opportunity would, if I, would be if I went to my cousin's house and I would get to play, I'd get to play a little bit of Donkey Kong Country, but there, he also had mm-hmm. like The Hunt for Red October and James Bond Jr. and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, these games are crap. What the heck is going on here? Why, <laughs> why are you not picking good games? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, of course, the SNES had its, you know, had its share of shovelware like any console does. Oh, but yeah. man, I I can't believe it's already been 30 years. Of course, the whole, yeah, it makes me feel old. But it's just, it's just nice, you know, happy 30th anniversary, SNES. It's still my favorite console of all time. In fact, I wore this shirt on purpose because this shirt has a bunch of game consoles on it, as you might be able to see. But the SNES is right, right up here, right up here on top, as it deserves to be. So <laughs> uh, I, I love this thing. I mean... My favorite game of all time is an SNES game, Chrono Trigger. So, you know, and hell, Mega Man X, that's SNES as well. Favorite platformer Mm -hmm. of all time. And yeah, I mean, the SNES just, God, what a system. What a system. Yeah, I'm as old as as the SNES, and I'm scared, you guys. This is scary. (laughs) I'm older than the SNES. I'm as old as the NES, so. I'm older than that. (laughs) I'm I'm older than the SNES as well. I'm not going to say how much older, but I am older. This was like the first system I had. Um, like like uh, my, my, dad, my dad went and got like a bargain bin of like Game Gear games and titles and, and like Space Area and Sonic 2 were like the standouts for those. But my first actual console that I remember playing a lot was the SNES, which was actually my grandpa's. It wasn't mine. <laughs> he always had it in his room. And um, there, I had like Madden, some Madden game, uh, Street Fighter 2, uh, Super Mario World and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. And those four games were all I had for a long time. And I didn't really experience much of the SNES until, like, after, like, retro, like retrospectively. Like, like, the Wii Virtual Console was where I had, like, Super Mario RPG and, like, other games. Uh, I played Chrono Trigger DS first on the Nintendo DS, which is a fantastic version of it. Um, but, yeah, I love this console. It, what can be said about the SNES that hasn't already been said, you know? It, it's it's yeah. given us so many great classics and so many wonderful oh, yeah. memories with titles that we just... Titles that hold up today in today's market. And it's just... It's just an incredible system. So, I mean, my, my oh, history, good. I'm trying to find out when the Sega Genesis released. Okay. this I, I was trying to remind myself. So, the Genesis released in 1988 <laughs> when I was, well. Insane to me. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is wild. Or at least I believe that was when it released in Japan. Maybe it released in America. I'm looking right now. Okay. It released in America in 89. Like, and mm-hmm. I remember that Still. year. That being my gift, like, you know, well, me and my brother's gift, like we had to share it for Christmas. And, but I I was getting EGM now from my mom's friend, like he would sh- send over his old EGMs when he was done with them. And I was reading about Nintendo's new Super Nintendo. And I was, you know, this, well, I need to throw my Genesis in the trash. Like I needed a Super Nintendo and I started begging my mom for a Super Nintendo. And, you know, of course, as like eight, nine year old kids are want to do, I didn't really consider her circumstances at all i was like buy me this 300 dollars <laughs> thing mother and yeah she's like yeah no never you already have one you already have a 16-bit console you know get out of here with this nonsense but uh <laughs> fortunately for me i guess like in a number of ways but in in the small-minded childhood way a couple year like the year following the snes's release uh my mom and my biological father split up because my mom was in the process of like starting something new with the man that would come to be known to me as my dad. Right. And Mm -hmm. of course, what better way 
to gain the acceptance of a child than to buy the kid a fucking Super Nintendo. So that's exactly <laughs> what he did. That's like awesome. he shows up, he's I'm like, a smart man. I'm your mom's boyfriend. I also have brought you a Super Nintendo. And I was like, dude, you're cool as hell. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I love like, it. You're, you're I, love you. I, just, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. what? You want me to move in with you? All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> they never, yep, they never trained you as a kid <laughs> to not accept strangers bearing Super NESs. So I was like, all right, yeah, man, I'll right. get in your truck. Let's go. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, I, have... I mean... I mean, the Super NES, like, we had an NES. We had Zelda, we had Mario, we had all of those games, you know. But it wasn't until the Super Nintendo that I started to really get into Nintendo franchises, that I started to understand what all the other kids all the years had been talking about. And I remember playing Link to the Past on that thing and just being blown away. Like, holy shit, this is one of the best games ever made. Like, I was still a little too young to have the patience for it, but my brother just literally like marathoned uh link to the past in our room like he it was my super nintendo like just mine so of course i was a dick about it and i was like yeah <laughs> you can only play it when i'm watching <laughs> and uh i he I just rented link to the past and played all the way through it in like two straight days wow. and i don't think i slept yep. a wink like i just watched and it was one of the best experiences of my childhood i oh I, I I will forever love yeah. the Super Nintendo. I can't believe it's thirty years old. I feel like I'm on death's door now. <laughs> I would I would I, yeah. I I can't imagine that I'll look back on any console as fondly as I do the SNES. That's big of you to say. For, for, that's big for you to say because you know you were a Genesis kid growing up as well, and you you know you were so or a Sega kid, not just a Genesis kid, but a Sega kid growing <laughs> up. So for you to say that, Steve, the converted is, is Sega pretty... kid is the worst kid. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I remember going... Because I had a network of Sega Kid friends, right? And then I suddenly changed gears to a Nintendo Kid. And I remember my friend getting Mortal Kombat 2 on the Genesis, right? And I was oh, like, yeah. that looks and sounds terrible. I'm going to go uh-huh. home and play my Super Nintendo version with yeah. all the proper sounds. Goodbye, Jack. But, but I have blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but the, but SNES MK2 did have blood too. That's how yeah, figure yeah. Out that's why I said yeah. two because I definitely yeah. lost oh, the war for MK1. I was like, oh I yeah, don't, yeah. I'm just gonna sit here <laughs> and be quiet. I don't care that Sonya yeah. sounds just like Kano. I'm just you guys got blood. Right. <laughs> I I I still remember getting mine was I think it was Super Mario World Pilot Wings and uh, well, Super Mario World Pilot Wings and F Zero and just playing F Zero with my dad and and playing Super Mario World and just. I couldn't believe how amazing it looked and sounded, and and it's in some in some small way actually, I can thank the SNES for my marriage. I met my wife over Earthbound. That's how we the night the night we met, we talked about Earthbound, and she and I was like, "Whoa, you're an Earthbound fan? I need to get your number." And so thank you, <laughs> thank you SNES. All these years later, you know, happily married, and and it was over. We bonded oh, over yeah. an SNES game. So hell yeah. Look at Daniel uh, rocking the Earthbound mug. Cheers! Cheers to Earthbound. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I yeah, I like Daniel. I experienced a lot of my SNES games later because again, I just never got it. I played, you know, I I I'll always remember, and I've told this story before, but um, I have Super Mario World and Gangsters Paradise indelibly linked in my mind. <laughs> I cannot separate quite the a combo. Two. <laughs> Um, 
I, I, apparently you guys have not heard this story because I've told, I know I talked about it on Real Talk. Um, so I went to a friend's house and stayed the night and the entire night we played through the two-player mode of Super Mario World. But the entire time, my friend decided to have Gangster's Paradise on repeat the entire time we played. Wow. God. That's so why. Would you, Derek's I, just timing his Super Mario World jumps to Coolio. Yeah. Yes, so. <laughs> So I don't know why I, I you know, I, <laughs> I don't have to guess the soundtrack is linked to my head as much. It's just so I hear Gangster's Paradise. I start thinking about Mario World. I play Mario World. I start thinking about Gangster's Paradise. It is just <laughs> stuck there. <laughs> That's awesome. That um, a lot like of people great... pointing out, though, you don't. Yeah. I was going to say that sounds like a great DMCA'd live stream idea. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. It's funny, too, because, like, a lot of people in both chats are rightly pointing out, what, you don't associate it with Sonic? I mean, you know, it was in the Sonic movie trailer. But, no, for <laughs> you specifically, it's Super Mario World, that's funny. Sonic. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was wild. Uh, <laughs> I um, I only got to play with uh, through other people, like my cousin or my friend, and not too many different games. Uh, so I Game Boy Advance was heaven to me. Because all of a sudden, it's like, sweet, I can finally play these games I've never played before. All of a sudden, Link to the Past and uh, Yoshi's Island and just all these crazy ones. Uh, That's where I came in. I I played Chrono Trigger through the PlayStation. Didn't have an SNES, so PlayStation version it was. A lot of SNES RPG, uh, you know, the Final Fantasies, that's how I played that. It's just... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I had to go through other means, and then Virtual Console, of course, mm-hmm. which who got so many SNES Virtual Console games because it's like finally. Oh yeah, so, good stuff. But yeah, well, there's a few uh, super chats related to the SNES. We'll go ahead and ch- uh, jump into those before we uh, move on. And uh, first up is from a uh, friend of the show, David Gil- uh, Giltonen, <laughs> uh, former guest. Uh, with a five dollar donation, says perfect reason for Nintendo release Earthbound Super Mario RPG and of course Chrono Trigger on the Switch. Sh- shout out to James uh, James Bond Junior. Fun fun show. I have not gone back and watched in a long time, <laughs> but I do know I, I watched James either. Bond. Ju- I know nice. I watched James Bond Junior. before I watching James Bond. Like I actually, um, <laughs> I watched the show kids kids show, and then my dad was watching an, uh, one of the James Bonds uh, one night, and I was like, "What are you watching?" He's like, "Oh, it's James Bond." Not junior, like like he had a, like senior, like it just blew my mind that there was a James Bond senior. <laughs> <Like> senior, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make any sense, right? Well, David, thank you for the donation, and I think I can I can safely say we all agree that that this is a perfect reason for Nintendo to release those games on the Switch. Don't you need know, a when Nintendo slash Square Enix, just that would be really it. nice. Just do it, do it. Come on, yep, yep. Hey, if we can get the entire DKC trilogy, I feel like we should at least be able to get Super Mario RPG. Well, maybe not because that's Square involvement, but at least we should be able to get Earthbound. Like, come you on. Think. You'd think. Mm. In enough time. Come on. Then yeah. David came back with a $2 uh, Super Chat saying, what's your favorite obscure SNES title? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if this counts as obscure, but you know my answer to this, David. I know you do, and that's Illusion oh. of Gaia, if that counts as obscure enough. I think it does. Um, yeah, I think so. Illusion of Gaia, easily. Easily. I'm going to go deep. Uh, oh, boy. My favorite is a fighting game, because I played mostly fighting games during that period of my life. And it's Ranma One Half Chogi Rambu Hen for the Super Famicom. Because I have it. this was yep. the ultimate tease of a game. This game 
was set to be published in English in the U.S., took out full-page ads in GamePro, EGM, and uh, Diehard Game Fan, and then never came out. <laughs> right. So I bought it in Japanese, and I have played probably hundreds of hours of this game. It is objectively like a like a C-tier fighting game, but I just love it for some reason. It's also got a mm-hmm. banger of a soundtrack, like an amazing 90s fighting game soundtrack. Well, it's also just it's it's Ronda one half, so it automatically wins. That you yeah. know, it's Ronda. Oh, the Ronda RPG anything Ronda also... automatically wins. Ooh. Right. Yep. Yep. So good answer. I did not have TMNT um uh four growing uh nobody had TMNT four, so I didn't experience that until much later. But we did have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers beat him up and that was fun. <laughs> I guess nice. that was a Oh man! And I like Power Rangers and yeah, beat them up, so that it kind of worked out for me. So I'll take that one because <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't own it, so I don't know a lot of obscure SNES games that I've played. It's all the right. major ones. Yeah, I don't know about obscure, but I remember there was like uh, a trip I had with family, and they had their SNES, and one of the games they had was uh, it was Goof Troop. That game, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that game is way good. more. That game's way more fun than than it has any right to be because Capcom was out hitting out with those bangers all the way back then with with their with their like licensed video games and Goof Troop. That was like really fun. This just like very early kind of like Resident Evil style when you think about it, like like getting your little like like your your pickups and then I mean, doing doing co op. It was done by Shinji Mikami, so yes, that makes oh, well, sense. There you, there you go. But yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, that right. was, that's that's probably like the one that I remember most. That's not like your typical like first party. Mm. Uh, a title <laughs> nice man like disney or uh, uh capcom and konami kept us so well fed in this in the 16-bit days with yep. really good games yeah. based on both disney and wb properties i mean like mm-hmm. konami would, was coming in strong with like all the tiny tunes games animaniacs games buster bust loose great game buster's mm-hmm. treasure on the genesis another great game like the, man the tiny tunes game on fans NES was good well, as well. yeah That's it, exactly yeah Definitely. Um, yeah. And then David was back one more time with a $5 donation, the super chat saying, We spend most of our lives living in Bowser's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> one of us. I love least. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, David. So good. Uh, Screamo Shaman uh, with a $4.99 uh, super chat saying, Late, but as a former vidme.me creator, I do not expect Twitch killers or YouTube killers to take off. Some become alt right havens, most die off. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then finally, Cow Kazoo with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Saying, I love the show. Thanks for making uh, never-ending target shifts a lot more enjoyable. Uh, Would you ever want to have Video Game Donkey on the show? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Of course we would. To, with respect to our own, we ha- we actually do have our own donkey here in our community, who is our very <laughs> own donkey with the name Donkey. Uh, not not the same video game Donkey, but we also love you too. But yes, if if video game Donkey ever thinks we are TNT is enough of a masterpiece to be on the show, we would be so happy to have him on. I, I'm a big Donkey fan. Same. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> Well, with that, I believe we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. But before we sign off, I do want to give a special thanks to Daniel for joining us. Daniel, where could everybody find you at? 
Thank you, guys. Um, so you can find me mostly, I'm most active on Twitter, at Evernight Studio. Um, I do all kinds of different graphic design and projects for, um, I do a lot of wallpaper designs uh, for your mobile, for desktop. I do icons, logos, all sorts of things. I do a lot of commissions. Um, if you want a sample of what I do, just look at the screen. This whole thing is something <laughs> that I was able to, to conjure up and make for you guys. So um, I also do some things on my YouTube uh, at Evernight uh, Studio is, is there as well. Uh, I'm currently making a video, believe it or not. I'm, I'm trying to compare the design of these two boxes and how, how they are holding up today, um, how they pretty much recreated one for one this exact same design and how the process they went nice. to do that. So so now that I've said it, I have to do the video. Um, I'm like halfway done with it. So once we get that through, we'll be able to hopefully do more videos in the future. But yeah, the, Twitter is a place to catch me mostly. And also here on GBG. Perfect. That's Yo. awesome. Thank you yeah. once again for joining us. This was a lot of fun. To give yeah, him a yeah. little more credit, he will be with us at PAX West in just a couple of weeks, uh, where he will yes. be on our GBG After Dark streams. Don't know what we're going to do on those, but we promise it will live up to the legacy Ash and I have created so far. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll figure something out. We don't know what yet, though. I can't wait, and I'm cautiously aware of, cautiously optimistic of what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, oh, I, I think we're we're safe from the spicy chicken because Steve and I have done it before. But I think you've this since this is your first after dark stream. Maybe we maybe you got to have spicy chicken. Oh my god! The initiation. <laughs> yeah. The initiation. Just don't let Brandon do that because his poor sensitive stomach. We don't want to. We don't want to hurt. We don't want to. No, no, no. Brandon's okay. He has dietary restrictions. He, he's that. That means it's all on you. He's all on you. Yeah. I'm scared. You'll be guys. Help me. Maybe. Yeah. I'm totally. I'm totally excited to to do any kind of project with you guys, whether it's design related, whether we're doing streams together, and just being on TNT. I'm super great for you guys having me here. You guys do great work all the time, and your presence in this community and spreading good vibes is invaluable. Truly. Thank you. Back well, at you, man. You are, <laughs> we yeah, you are. You are you. <laughs> exactly. You're an instrumental part of that. And, and, and you're, you know, part of the reason we're able to do what we do. And we do it all together, man. We're not, it's not just the three of us. We're doing it all together as a team and as a community. So thank oh, you, yeah, you know, so much for everything you've done for us to, to enable us to do what we do. Absolutely. For sure. But yeah. also, uh, we want to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, uh, big and small. Uh, just thank you all so much for the support. We've built up an amazing community and we're so happy that you can be part of it. So thank you so much. And uh, as always, this show just simply would not be possible without our wonderful, wonderful uh, producers. So thank you so much to all of you. And of course, a massive, massive thank you to our executive producers and above. And that includes Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Itiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Bedron Hotek, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, some guy named Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, <laughs> Azran127, Pagrima, Ken Ruleo 9, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, uh, Joseph Bayer, Orem M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wakehoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, 
Kenneth Lee Stingle, uh, West Egg, Deaneth, Coda, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. Thanks for helping me book my flight during the show. Love you, Mom. <laughs> Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Wooly, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior29, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Nathan the Voice Actor, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Fangs, and Dinner Sonic. Thank you so, so much for all of your support. Woo! And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night, good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.